0: It's gonna be scary. Not for us. All engine running. Liftoff.
1: <laughs> on Thompson steps right, shoots for the win of three. He got it! He got
0: Same, my first rodeo. Westbrook
1: to the basket. Turns Schroeder around. Russell Westbrook. House, the three in the lead, you betcha. Coming to biggest shot of the game, and he hits it. In the corner, PJ Tucker. Gordon, by go
0: it's time to you know, accomplish something together that we haven't accomplished before. We both understand that we have one common goal, and that's to win a championship. So
1: <laughs> let's get it. What is up, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Jackson Gatlin. You can catch me on Twitter at JT Gatlin, and of course, our show is also on Twitter at Locked On Rockets. And hey, as a personal favor to me, I have a slightly new endeavor out there on Twitter as well a blog site that is now up and coming with a bunch of different Rockets contributors, a whole new podcast, all sorts of fun stuff. So if you want to check that out do me a favor and hit up at clutch city cr on twitter so from that as usual if you do appreciate what we do here at locked on rockets do me a favor hit the subscribe button on itunes on spotify drop us a review leave us some stars i would sincerely appreciate it so for today's show we've got a a special third segment i'll I'll leave it as more or less a a surprise third segment as a it was kind of uh you know i had a a long time listener reach out and you know offer to come on the show and do a segment. I was trying to brainstorm some fun ideas, of what we could do with that. So for the third segment, we'll have a, a surprise longtime podcast listener join the show for that final segment for a fun little, little segment we've got planned there. Now, in segment two, we will actually hear from the prince himself. Luke Mbamute speaks to the media for the first time. He did confirm that he his delay was due to COVID-19. And unfortunately, unlike Russell Westbrook, who was largely asymptomatic, uh, maybe just you know a bit of a stuffy nose, uh, Luke said that he was just going through it, man. And the struggle for Luke was that he was alone in a hotel room dealing with this rather than being at home and and potentially having know, some family around to help take care of him or, you know, obviously maybe isolating, you know, in a bedroom somewhere, but not being truly alone, like being in a hotel room. And so that was the reason for his delay and he has since recovered. He is trying to get back into, you know, game shape. And I'll let you hear from him in that second segment as we approach that. But there's a few couple like quick hitting things I want to knock out here in this first segment, just some remaining uh, loose ends from, I guess, the Rockets first, scrimmage and just some stuff that's you know popped up since then but first things first and something that I guess I didn't quite address uh just as I'm running through James Harden's stat line for the first or sorry not first scrimmage I apologize the second scrimmage but he did play 36 minutes and or sorry, 35 minutes, you know, it it rounded up to 36 on a couple stat sheets that I looked at, but 35 minutes, 36 minutes, and there were some people kind of taking some jabs, right? Like, Like, why is Harden playing 35, 36 minutes in a scrimmage game that doesn't matter? Well, Harden came out and said himself that he goes, he goes, I just don't want to play 20 minutes. And he said this post game that in reality, when the eight games come, he'll be playing 35 to 36 minutes a night. uh, And it's going to be a huge shock. He wants to prepare himself so that when next week comes, he's ready. And it's not a big shock on his legs or his body. And frankly, I respect that. You know, it's easy for us to sit here and say yeah james you need rest we don't want you to tire out during the playoffs and that's yeah you can you could make that argument during the regular season as you're approaching the the february march april mark of the calendar after a grueling 82 game season maybe by then it's okay to want james to be content with just 30 to 32 minutes a night or even on some potential blowouts you know have him play even less minutes than that sure because his you know he's he's been in five on five game shape all season, you know, missing a few minutes here and there is not going to be the end of the world. But after a four month layoff and after, you know, this very brief unofficial training camp and all this stuff, it makes sense that he wants to get his body acclimated to the workload that he's getting ready to have to face. You know, that makes perfect sense to me. I don't get why people are freaking out that, you know, he played 35, 36 minutes in a scrimmage. Look, he didn't go overboard. He didn't stay in and play 40 something minutes. And it's partially too because he's a competitor. He wanted to win that game. And that's okay. Having the fact that James is that much of a competitor is a good thing. You know, we don't often see it, I guess, on the actual court because he's, you know, a very reserved guy in general but then you know even at times he's reserved on the court you know he's just got such a quiet demeanor and tries to let his play do the talking that we don't see him get you know fired up about a about a call I mean we see him react occasionally but how rare is it to see James Harden really get fired up on the basketball court so it's nice to hear these things to know that he truly is a competitor and he wanted to walk out there and get that W he wanted to get get the rest of his minutes to get the, the the final minutes in that fourth quarter and come away with the W and he was a huge part of that 40 point explosion in the final frame to be able to secure the first win across these three scrimmage games. So just wanted to address that. I'm, I'm of the opinion it makes perfect sense. He knows his body better than anybody else does. And we have to take his word. If he says, this is what my body needs to be ready for the start of the NBA season, then we need to take his word on that, right? We can't say, well, James, you don't know your body. No, you need to play 25 minutes because you're going to be gassed in you know, potential game six of the Western Conference Finals because you played an extra you know, 11 minutes in a scrimmage game you know, all the way back in, at the end of July. No, it's not going to work out like that. So quit being silly, and that that kind of wraps up that point. Another uh, less serious point, but still kind of funny, is the fact that James Harden, who obviously had a bit of a mask debacle when he first showed up in the bubble, uh, did his post-game interview in what looked like just I, – I can't even describe it, man. Just the, the fact that it, it truly must be hard for James to find a mask that actually – encases the entirety of his glorious beard because the mask that he wore in his post game presser which there's pictures floating around social media already it just it looks like a I don't even like a I don't pillowcase like it's just it's not form-fitting it does not look good and you know there have been all sorts of jokes running through social media about the mask and about you know what's going on just I I guess the fact that he can't find a proper mask, um, uh, you know, people making jokes on social media, that kind of thing. So hopefully he's able to find a better form-fitting mask that also doesn't carry some type of a political opinion behind it, because what he has just ain't cutting it. And then, kind of just final point to make about Lukumba Mute before we get to his audio in this upcoming segment, uh, just really quickly, is that you know he is still able to you know start practicing with the guys and he's going to have a chance to prove himself in these uh practice sessions moving forward and I'm of the opinion that again, if we get a healthy Luke, if his body's really where it needs to be, uh, both you know from a COVID standpoint and just from a, a shoulders and knees standpoint, and he's able to play, he'll get minutes. He really will. You know, Mike D'Antoni's high on the guy. He's a guy who's been in the system before. Uh, a lot of Rockets fans are pulling for him. Kind of a comeback story type thing. Uh, not not quite like a Gerald Green comeback story as far as being a Houston native and everything, but a fan favorite. So I'm pulling for the guy and. You know, I'm excited to see the possibility of him getting some run. Um, I doubt he plays Tuesday, honestly, but you know that remains to be seen. And then another guy, uh, Austin Rivers, who I actually miscalculated when I tweeted out earlier, thinking that he would be clear to play for Tuesday night scrimmage. Uh, unfortunately, he rejoined the bubble sometime like Saturday morning uh, or mid-afternoon. So that that actually puts him four days out. His four days of mandatory quarantine would put him onto Wednesday morning at that point as passing the 48 or not 48 hour, whatever. What is it? 72 hour, 96 hour. There we go. Math is hard. Um, the 96 hour quarantine period that he has to Uh, you know, adhere to, to be able to rejoin the team officially. So we won't see Austin Rivers in the Tuesday night scrimmage, but he will be ready to go for the opening night game against the Mavericks. So unfortunately we don't get a full idea of the roster and the potential rotation minutes, But that being said, it does kind of open up some spots in these scrimmages for guys who might be buried a little bit lower on the rotation to actually get a chance to go out and show what they can do. You know, some extra minutes for Ben McLemore, who obviously made the most of it against the Grizzlies, and then some minutes for Damari Carroll, who did, I think, really have a great outing. You know, just provided so much energy, so much hustle yank down, you know, a team high nine rebounds against the Grizzlies. You know, those are guys who are really taking advantage of this opportunity that they've been given with a guy who's much further ahead of them on the depth chart in Austin Rivers being absent from the NBA bubble. So, well, not absent from the bubble anymore, but absent from being able to play with the team as he has rejoined the bubble since Saturday. So that being said, uh, let's go ahead and we will get to the Luka Mbamute audio coming up here in just one moment. And we are back in here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. So getting ready to listen to Luke Mute's first opportunity to speak to the media uh, where he did confirm he had COVID, uh, but he also talks about, you know, reuniting with Russell Westbrook and a few other, you know, quick hitting points from him talks about his health, all that kind of thing. So we'll hear from him without further ado. Let's just jump right into his audio.
2: Well, look, I have- Having gone through the past couple years and and all it took to get back, how difficult was it for you to have to then delay again and be patient again uh, when it was time when you might have wanted to report uh, to the bubble?
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, It's been a a long journey, Uh, but, you know, uh, it's another hurdle that I had to jump, you know. So, uh, you know, just try to control what I can control, uh, make sure I do my best to, you know, come out of it and on top, and um, you know that's what I'm doing now.
1: How are you now, physically,
2: and your health and everything else?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I'm better. Uh, so obviously, uh, I'm okay. in the best of shapes uh, with everything that happened. So just working my way back. Uh, you know, obviously being delayed another month, uh, you know, didn't help. So I just got to try to do what I can. You know, uh, trust the staff to like get me in the best position to, like, uh, continue to get in game shape, uh, you know, and stay healthy.
1: Mark Herman. Hey, Luke,
2: how are you? Hey, Mark. Um, how much can your experience help you bridge the gap as you try to work your way back in?
0: Uh, I mean, good. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, I've, I've seen guys go through it. Uh, I've never gone through anything like that, but I've, I've seen guys go through it. I've had some, like, hicks and bumps uh, over the years, but. I think all that stuff helps. You know, I think uh, also having a good staff and good guys on the team to, like, help me get through this uh, is also great. So I really look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to improving. And, um, you know, hopefully the sooner uh, I get in shape, the better. How special to be reunited with Russell? Oh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, We were just talking now about, you know, him coming uh, getting off the bus and like going right away when we went to school to like the windmills and stuff and I was asking if he could still do that and he said he can I don't believe in both. but uh, but yeah it's, it's cool it's fun it's it's, it's kind of weird because uh, it's been so long but then you know it's I'm sure we'll kind of like continue to do some of the stuff we used to do when we went college joke around and stuff like that but it's the last couple of days have been great
2: Brian Bearfield. Luke, this is a question kind
0: of uh, off the court. Are you looking forward to once the season is over being back in, in Houston, being able to get back into the community? Because I remember last time you were here, you helped out with the um, hurricane victims and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, Houston, the city, that's uh, in dear to my heart. And I really connected with the city uh, around that time, doing stuff with the community and uh, – uh, you know, that's something, I, you know, I enjoy doing, uh, you know, whether it's here or back home in Cameroon in Africa. So uh, that's something that I'm always going to be doing wherever I'm at. But, yeah, I had a good time and I met a lot of good people in Houston and uh, hoping to continue to, you know, do some of that work that we started.
1: Jonathan Fagan. Hey, Luke,
2: can you uh, clarify or share why you had to be delayed for joining the team?
0: Yeah, because I was sick. I had the, the COVID. So, uh, I was I was actually sick and down for like, you know, 10 days and, uh, you know, then recovering and all that stuff and then getting the testing. That's why I really delayed.
2: It sounds like you had a great deal of symptoms. There's a lot you had to go through with the with the disease. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I had a lot of symptoms, you know, uh, obviously, it wasn't too bad to where I had to like, you know, go to the hospital or anything like that, but um, obviously being down, fatigue, uh, you know, uh, chills, cold, whatever, Um, you know, what else, Uh, body ache, you know, all that stuff. So it was tough. Um, But like I said, another hurdle to climb. Um, And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you feel for people who've, you know, had it and it makes you realize how serious this is. So, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have come out of it. And, uh, you know, I'm praying for those who are, you know, going through it. Uh, it's a tough situation, tough position to be in. But, you know, by the grace of the Lord, I was able to, like, come up.
2: Kaylee Griffin. Hey, Luke. Uh, after sitting on the bench for the last two scrimmages and I'm just observing this team as a whole, where do you hope you or feel you can contribute the most to this group?
0: Um, I mean, as of right now, I mean, I just got to make sure, you know, uh, point out what I see out there, you know, from my experience. Uh, you know, helping some of the young guys, um, you know, being a locker room guy uh, and getting my way back in. But I think as I get back in the game, pretty much what I've been doing my whole career, you know, coming in there, uh, playing defense, uh, making shots, uh, making plays for other, you know, just kind of being a crew guy, I think, uh, and playing high IQ basketball. So uh, that, that's kind of why I see, I think, you uh, Uh, A lot of the guys here are very talented. You know, obviously, like, the the formula that we have with the the size and the switching and all that stuff, I think is great. Uh, But it's just kind of bringing that energy and bringing that toughness again. and Just bring that high IQ defense basketball, you know. And, um, yeah, that's it.
2: And last one, Mark Berman. Luke, can you talk about how scary it was when you were dealing with the COVID and
1: after that, what would be your message to all those about what you went through and that might make people understand how serious and difficult it is if they don't? Uh, yeah, it, it was scary. I mean, the
0: biggest thing for me was I was in the hotel room, so that's not easy, you know, when you're not at home. When you're at home, you know, you kind of feel different. But I was in a hotel room dealing with it. But, I mean, I, it's, it's serious, man. It's a uh, – I think a lot of people don't get the symptoms, but uh, – or get some light symptoms. But for people who have the symptoms, you know, it's hard. Uh, no, it's really – you know, it makes you realize how tough it is, you know, to go through this. So. Uh, I think uh, you know. Oftentimes, people don't don't realize because you know either they don't get the symptoms or go, like serious, very serious. do what I supposed to do, but grace like, you might you know it might you know take you a while or it might you know make you hurt you even more. So I was just fortunate and uh, thankful to the Lord that I was able to come on top.
1: And that's going to do it for Prince Luke. So. Coming up here in just a second, we'll actually have our little surprise uh, longtime listener fan of the podcast segment, so we'll get more on that in just a moment. And we are back in here for our final segment at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So as promised, we have a very special guest joining the podcast today, longtime podcast listener and aspiring sports journalist, Holly Sturm. Holly, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm hanging in there. I, I haven't had dinner yet, but I'm ready to, to <laughs> uh, sit down, have a little bit of dinner. Uh, You know, I will postmate it. That's a good idea. Um, Now, first things first, is I want to give you a chance. So, you are a longtime listener of the podcast and an aspiring sports journalist. So, please tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
2: I started listening to this podcast because I've been an NBA fan for like a year, but I wasn't like obsessed. I started I got obsessed after we signed Gerald Green, and so I started listening to the podcast playoffs of twenty eighteen loved the podcast, loved Ben, loved the whole thing. And then I noticed sort of last off season, there weren't episodes. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then this new guy comes and I was like, I don't know if I like this. Give it about two episodes. I was like, okay, that's it. This person's amazing. Great host.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much. That warms my heart. I really appreciate that. Now, now, for, for our special segment today, you know, something that I don't know how you roped me into this because usually I'm the one throwing out trivia questions because I am truly garbage at trivia. But for our very special segment today, you have a set of trivia questions for me. So why don't we go ahead and just jump straight into them? I do. Do you want
2: to start at $100, $200, like the point scale?
1: Oh, goodness. Okay, so All we're doing easy. this. Uh, let's just start me off with the easy ones first because I want to see how, how in over my head I am.
2: Three current or former NBA players who grew up in the Houston area.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, no. hmm. This is tough. Um, I have one off the top of my head. I already know that one. It's easy. Um, okay. I've got Gerald Green.
2: FY like Cypress, Katie, Forbin, that all counts. We're seeing like greater Houston area. Oh
1: yeah, 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 greater Houston area. Okay. All right. So we've got Gerald Green. Um, oh man, I am hardcore blanking. Uh I should have done some homework before this. Um uh why am I blanking on this? Because I know that there were two that went out to uh what is it, Travis High School near where I live. Um I'm going to have to pass. I am blanking. All right, so I, I bombed the very first question. Did you have some, uh, some answers for me?
2: I do. So, obviously, Gerald. Clyde went to high school in Houston. Akeem was not yet in Houston.
1: That one but I knew. The third
2: player I thought of was De'Aaron Fox. I believe he went to high school somewhere in Katy.
1: Oh, he did. Oh, no. Oh, man, I can't believe I forgot about De'Aaron Fox. Okay, all right. Well, we set the bar pretty low because that first question I performed miserably on. So, let's go ahead and tee up the next one.
2: All right, this one's gonna be a bit harder. How many times did Trevor Ariza, like how many stints did Trevor Ariza have with the Rockets?
1: Okay, Um, this one is not too bad. And so, again, let the music run out. But I am very firmly, almost 100% sure positive, that Gerald only had- Trevor, not Gerald. Sorry, not Gerald, Trevor. My bad, I'm getting on. You know, I haven't had enough caffeine today, sorry. Trevor, oh goodness, this is a nightmare. I'm all over the place. It's fine. Trevor Ariza has had two stints with the Houston Rockets.
2: Yes, indeed. I got this out of I can't remember who wrote the book, but the 100 things every Rockets fan should know and do before they die.
1: I believe that's Jonathan Fagan or yeah, Jonathan
2: Fagan wrote it. I think it's like Ariza Part One and Ariza Part Two. All right, time for a harder one.
1: All right, let's go.
2: How many times have the Houston Rockets, as a franchise, made the NBA Finals?
1: Ooh, okay, hang on. I know this one. All right, once in 1980, I believe. Then it was against the Celtics. They didn't make it there. Then two finals berths there. Um, I'm going to go with four times. Yes. Ooh, okay.
2: So, obviously, the two championship berths, and then there was the Celtics- with the Twin Towers, Akeem and Ralph. And then before that, I also remember this from the book, from John, uh, the Rockets book that Jonathan Dagan wrote. I believe there's a chapter he, that Rudy talks about about like after he returned from the punch, once he like, got back into the playoff rotation, they weren't playing him. And he mentioned, we made the finals in 1980.
1: Yeah, that was the first finals birth ever.
2: <sighs> yeah, first finals. Yeah, we were, they were in Houston by then.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm feeling pretty confident right now.
2: All right, let's see how you do with this one. True or false, James Harden is actually James Harden Jr.
1: That is definitely. Also, I'm going to let the music play out because for our listeners, they have a chance to think about the answer and guess as well. So so it works out. But James Harden is definitely James Edward Harden Jr., so that is true. It's
2: true, but if you would ask James, he would say false.
1: Oh, okay, that's that's one that I didn't know. What's the, what's the uh, information behind that?
2: So James, uh, James's father was like in and out of jail, various crimes through childhood, and that's the one reason he got into basketball. It's his mom had all of his siblings play sports to keep him busy, and it's so, like if you look at obviously Harden's mom is that. All the Rockets home games, always there, sitting front row. We have never once, I believe, seen James's dad.
1: Okay, okay. I, and I, I, I knew of that, but I didn't know that there was such a, I guess, the uh, kind of rift between the two that he would uh, not even consider the junior part of his name. But okay, that makes sense. All right, so I, I am technically correct, but also sort yes. of wrong. But I will take the technically correct. It's the best kind of correct. All what right. do we got mm-hmm. next?
2: What is – P.J. Tucker's two favorite things in the world besides basketball.
1: Oh, this is, this is, this is an easy one. Um, so definitely his two most favorite things in the world are absolutely tennis shoes, sneakers, whatever you want to call them, and pancakes.
2: Wrong. What? Uh, tennis shoes and locking up opposing players who are way taller than him.
1: Uh, oh, that's the uh, <laughs> ah, we can put that third that on the that list. All, all right, I appreciate I want that. To throw that, one. that. That's that's you okay, you got me. I appreciate that though. We could put that third on the list.
2: All right, next question Who is the Rockets leader that has scored the most points in a regular season? This is multiple choice.
1: Oh, okay, all right, so a, I hit you
2: with him. Raheem, B. Harden, C. Clyde. Not Clyde, Calvin.
1: (laughs) Uh, The original scoring leader was Calvin Murphy, and it was then eclipsed by James Harden, who scored 61 points against the Orlando Magic last season.
2: It was 16. It was 2017-2018. There we go. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You could consider that correct, but Harden eclipsed Murphy and then eclipsed his own record.
1: That's fair. Okay, all right, there we go.
2: Okay, and so then probably would have eclipsed it in November, but didn't play the fourth quarter.
1: Alright, good deal. So still so still James Harden. And again, yes. I will go with the technically correct because those are the good ones. So all right, what what else we got in the pipeline?
2: Alright, this one is really hard. Okay. Try and name as many of the countries PJ Tucker has played in as possible.
1: Oh man. Okay. Um I guess there, is there like a minimum number of countries that I have to hit or just name as many as possible? Name as many as
2: you can. I, at least three, because two are easy.
1: Uh, what was it? Ukraine. Uh, United States, technically. Uh, yeah. Toronto, or sorry, Canada. Uh, and then where was another one? Did he play? I think, I thought he played for a German team. So Germany, probably. Um, played
2: for Toronto.
1: So Canada, there we Canada, go. And he's yep. played
2: for Phoenix, Houston, and I believe one of the, the Colorado D-League team.
1: So that's our United States teams.
2: Yes. And then he played in Israel, Ukraine, okay. Italy, Greece,
1: and Germany. Okay, so I got four of them. Okay, not too yeah. bad. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we hit one more question, and then we'll get things wrapped up. All right, perfect. All right, last question.
2: If I could play or live in any NBA sports market, where would it be?
1: Excluding Houston. Excluding Houston. Oh, goodness. Uh, Then I am going to go with... Let's go... You know what? I'm going to take a chance on it. Let's go with Toronto.
2: Ooh, that is in my top three, but it's number two. My first choice would be Memphis.
1: Okay. That's fair. Having visited Memphis, that's a, that's a nice, you know, the food there is incredible. That makes sense. And, you know, I don't know if, as far as being a talk to your NBA a, market. Uh, but.
2: Memphis Tigers fan. I loved watching the four games Wiseman played.
1: Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, that, that was uh, a part. So I, I, I can not think we lost track of the score there throughout that segment but we'll have to go back and tally it back up and, and see just how well I did. I think I might personally exclude some of the, some of the personal questions only because again, those are, yes, I'll, I'll count Those were ones. like
2: questions I'm not going to count against you. They were more bonus questions.
1: Absolutely. Now, as always, you know what I do at the end of the podcast, give, a, give our, my guests a chance to let everybody know where they can find them on social media. So why don't you go ahead and do that, Holly?
2: All right, I'm going to plug my Twitter because that's what I use for MBA stuff. So, my twitter it's holly Sturm two thousand four. If you search me up, it'll be a picture of Gerald wearing a Yao Ming jersey.
1: One of the cleanest pictures of Gerald Green, honestly. Um, Anytime he walks in using a throwback jersey, it's always a good time. So thank you, Holly, for taking the time to prepare those trivia questions and to join for this segment.
2: Thank you so much. Have a great day.
1: I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.